And now the next question in the Shirt Lab Answer Series. Hello, everyone. This is Marshall Atkinson and Tom Rowan for Shirt Lab. Welcome to our podcast, the Shirt Lab Answer Series. Our goal with the show is to provide weekly answers to your toughest decorated apparel industry sales and marketing challenges. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get right to it. Awesome. On today's episode, we have a fun one with Brad White. He's a sales and marketing expert in the print and promo industry. He's one of our Shirt Lab Portland instructors, and he's going to be talking about how to build an outside sales team. But first, let's talk about the Shirt Lab event series. Shirt Lab has held events in Columbus, St. Louis, and most recently, Washington, D.C., and they were amazing. On August 3rd, we'll be having our fourth event in Portland, Oregon, and then on September 28th in Atlanta. Portland will focus <laughs> on new ideas for sales and marketing for your shop, and Atlanta's going to solely focus on apparel line for retail sales. If you have your own shop brand, you're trying to market, it will be a must-attend event be in Atlanta. You can learn more about these events at shirtlabpro.com. Great. So Brad, welcome to Shirt Lab. Hey Marshall, thanks for having me on. Nice to be talking to you guys. I appreciate it. Let's get right into it. One of the areas that I think a lot of shops struggle with is building sales. And I know from talking with owners, plenty of people have considered adding a sales team. You know, salespeople but few actually ever pull the trigger. Uh, so for today, what I want to kind of review with you is, what does a small business need to do first? We'll put it together an action plan to build that sales team. What do they need to do first? Yeah, so it, it's a tricky thing. You know, a lot of companies are in that spot where the uh, owner operator has been getting all the sales. And for whatever reason, they feel it's, it's time to grow out their sales efforts. I've been personally, I've worked at different companies that have built sales teams differently. So I've been in a unique position to kind of see a lot of different methods for doing that. Um, just a little bit of background. One of the jobs that I did have, I was a VP of sales at a company until Marshall and I got to know each other. Um, we did major, major volume. Uh, we did a lot of stuff for movie studios beverage makers, NASCAR, so on and so forth. Big, big volume. And, and we had to build out a sales team. Um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about kind of how we did that. But to get started, I, I think you got to look at like, why do you want to build a sales team? What is the problem that you're trying to solve for? Is it that you just want to increase sales and your time is tapped out? Is it that you're a better owner operator than a salesperson? You know, really, I, I would start with kind of reflecting on What's your purpose here? You know, wh why do you want to do this? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's the Simon Sinek start with why. I was going to say, if you haven't read that book, everybody read that book. <laughs> It'll, it's really helpful when you're trying to grow your business. Um, so there, like I said, I've worked different places that have done this differently. Uh, when I'm there in, in Portland, I'll go deeper into the different ways. There's not really a right way or a wrong way. There's more like what's the best way for, for you at the stage your business is in um, and what makes the most sense for you. So if it's okay, I'll go ahead and just kind of give you a, a, a few of the different ways, just kind of a, a basic overview. Cool? Yeah, go. So there's a couple different ways. One of the quickest ways to grow your sales 
is to find a sales rep with an existing book of business. Um, that way, if you bring somebody on that's already selling to, you know, X number of companies and driving X number of revenue, and they come on and join your sales team, then you assume that revenue, which is a great way to, I call that like an inorganic strategy to just add a, a, a good amount of revenue. It's, it's, it's a little tricky, right? It can be a little expensive doing that. And it's very competitive to do that. But uh, because, you know, you have to convince somebody why working for you is better than where they are before. It's that whole recruiting engine. But that's one way to do it. And that leads to some pretty quick upticks in revenue. Uh, usually you're looking for people that are somewhat unhappy with where they are or the place they're working for doesn't have the capabilities maybe that you could provide or the support that you could provide. You know, you got to show them that it's a better spot for them to, uh, you know, grow their career than, than where they're at now. Um, and I've done a lot of that through recruiting and, and stuff like that. And uh, it, it's, it's tough, but if you do it, you can really add to your business. There's a company I worked for, a mid-sized company. We doubled our revenue in a, in a very short period of time. And I don't want to get into specific numbers, but big numbers um, doubled. So, so that's, that's one way to go about it. The opposite end of the spectrum is to uh, find some reps, hire some people that really don't have experience and don't ha have uh, a book of business at all and show them how that you can support them in, in starting a career rather than growing a career. I did that, Marshall, at the company that, that you and I got to know each other at. Is, that's how I did it. Is I was hiring people basically with no real corporate sales experience, but maybe they worked in retail. Maybe they were a waiter or a bartender. I was a waiter and a bartender when I took that job. Um, maybe they were in customer service and think they could do sales. You know, so in, in that scenario, it's probably cheaper. Uh, you can hire somebody at, you know, maybe a little bit of a, an entry level type of a salary and then give them a lot of incentives, bonuses for growing business. That can be a good way to find people that are hungry, right? They're looking for an opportunity. If somebody's waiting tables, they're probably, I would really suggest, especially in a production-based business like a decorator would be, Waiters are great for that because they work in a, in a sales slash production environment. The, the kitchen, right? Is, that's like your, uh, that's like your shop, you know, and then the front of the house dealing with the customers is, is very similar. And those people are looking often for a way to kind of get out of that uh, industry, the table waiting food service and into air quotes, a real job, right? And for, for those kinds of people, you know, you got to provide them with some tools, maybe some salary and, and a good bonus plan. Um, but that's, a, uh, that's another way to do it, probably cheaply. You know, in my experience, what happens is if you bring somebody in like that, if it works, you know, they might leave you in a few years, you know, and go get a, a, a higher end job, something like that. And so at, at that company that I worked for, we weren't really looking to pay very much. But we, we would give somebody a couple, three years of experience. They'd bring in some sales. And if they left, we had a blue, blueprint for bringing someone else in at a similar level, training them up and doing the same thing. So we, we did quite a bit of that. So th there you've got two groups, one with accounts and one without accounts, right? Then you can, the other thing you could do, you could hire reps that really don't have accounts and give them a few. 
that's kind of an in-between. Maybe you've got a, a couple accounts that you want them to service. That helps them kind of learn the business, right? Learn how, why your clients want to work with you, how it all works. They kind of get the hang of that and then require them to find their own accounts as well. Right, right on the money with those. There's, for me, there's so many different ways to do it. I don't know if there's like a 100% right playbook. Like my suggestion always is people's like, have a plan in place and then try it, but be ready that if it doesn't work for your business, um, be ready to pivot and make some changes. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with doing a blend of those, right? Maybe you find somebody that's got existing accounts. Maybe you find somebody that has been like in a customer service role that you think could manage some accounts while finding some and then find somebody green off the street and see what works best for your business. You know, um, nothing wrong with testing it out a little bit. I think the key is, you know, there's a few things that you're going to want to do when you're hiring. So number one, you're going to want to put a little bit of focus into how are you finding these people? You know, is it through personal contacts? Are you posting ads on Monster Indeed or Glassdoor? How are you going to go about finding them is important. You know, do you find them within the industry? If maybe you're looking for people with books of business, really think about an efficient way to come into contact with people that you could potentially hire. Uh, I would also recommend as you do that, not a bad idea to figure out what competitors are doing. And that could be competitors in the space, but that could be just competitors of people that are hiring in your local area. Similar to those job websites I just mentioned, go on there and see what people are offering and how they're looking to attract talent. Give yourself some uh, little different ideas on how other people might be doing it. So Brad, what do you think the top, I don't know, two or three character traits? So if I'm looking to hire a salesperson, you know, I think of somebody who can articulate a viewpoint well, who's organized and that kind of stuff. That's kind of what I'm looking for, but you're the sales pro. So what do you look for when you're building out your team? I like high energy people, uh, aggressive people, um, people that are super positive and friendly, all those kinds of things. But there's really two key components to what makes somebody good is being both willing and being able. There are a lot of people that are, you know, maybe they're capable of doing it, but they're not willing to learn or willing to do the effort. Or maybe they have willingness, but their ability level is not as good. For me personally, if I had to choose, I'd prefer the willing over the able. I can train people on ability. I can train people on my business and, you know, my value prop and why they should use me instead of somebody else. But you can't train willingness. You can't train energy. You know, those are kind of requirements in my opinion. Yeah, a lot of sales is just showing up consistently and being uh, on top of things. And, and they said no, but, you know, it's one of these deals where, you know, if you just keep following up about the sixth or seventh time, you're at yes and is willing to not quit. Yeah. Yeah. And over time, you're going to want to develop kind of some tactics along with some metrics. Uh, for those people, you know, I need you to call this many people a day, or I need you to be, you know, presenting this many proposals in a week. Um, you'll kind of figure out what those metrics look like over time. 
and kind of understand what a successful salesperson does and then start building some processes around that. You know, part of building a sales team is not just about hiring the team, but is really about building a process. When I'm working with companies, you know, that, that, that want me to help them do this, that's a big part of it, right, is, is building out that process. What does it look like? What are these salespeople going to do? What's the comp model going to be? Uh, what am I measuring? What does pipeline, you know, methodology look like? It's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes along with this because you can hire a salesperson and go, okay, I got this guy or gal that wants to sell for me. What do they do next? You know, what, where do I want them to focus their time? That kind of stuff. You can build that strategy over time though. Yeah. Good. So Brad, you're uh, helping us out with shirt lab Portland. Why don't you real quick, just talk about that event and um, what you're doing there. And then we'll wrap up the podcast. Yeah. So I'm excited to kind of expand on these, um, you know, the, this, this topic that you can go pretty deep with this thing. I'm excited for the, uh, the decorated apparel industry in general. I don't think there's ever been a better time for it than now. I think the influence of social media has really made brands focus on culture and branding. And I don't think there's a better way to do that than through things that you put on your body. It's a very personal method of branding. Um, I also think that, you know, Marshall, back in the old days, it was always t-shirts with a four inch left chest logo and a full back, you know, but we've gone away from that kind of boring t-shirt and the, the outward branding. People are looking more for things that are retail looking and wearable and stuff that people will wear out instead of use it to wash their car. And so I think it's a really exciting time for branded apparel in general. So anything that I can do to come and help your, your audience sell more, be more efficient, hire better. I'm excited about that. That's the kind of stuff I love doing. So I, I really appreciate you inviting me to that event. Hey, no problem. It's going to be great. All right. That's our show. Brad, thank you so much for helping us out. I'm looking forward to meeting you at Shirt Lab and diving in a little bit deeper on the sales uh, and getting those sales teams up and rocking. So everyone, we'd love to get your feedback on your biggest sales and marketing challenge in your shop. Just reach out to us. You can either email me at tom at shirtlabpro.com or you can email Marshall. It's marshall at shirtlabpro.com and send us your biggest issue. Who knows? We'll maybe have you as a future guest to tackle that topic on the show. Also, don't forget to get signed up for updates on future Shirt Lab events at shirtlabpro.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Shirt Lab Answer Series. Don't forget to send your questions to marshall at shirtlabpro.com.